the person to blame if somebody does something legal that you consider morally incorrect is the person that made the law in the yeah. first place. It's not not the person who's just acting by the letter of the law. Yeah. Anyway, they're always criticising those people, and yet they were guilty of a huge tax avoidance scheme themselves. Now, welcome to another Three Speech podcast. Uh, as ever, uh, I am the mad lad of jihad. I'm joined by Mr. Hate Speech himself, the Gorilla Vanilla. Unfortunately, Dipsec Bird Gang is not here, but he's being replaced by someone whiter, better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that makes us sound more racist than we are. No, Bajan sensation. It makes us sound tour. about as racist as we are. Uh, the, the Bajan sensation is on tour, so we're joined by GB News, presenter of headliners, <laughs> comedy extraordinaire, and famously. Uh, was shown in the in-betweeners ordering a fish, if I believe I'm correct. It's none Corn other than cocktail. the Bitcoin. <laughs> Corn cocktail. It's the Bitcoin billionaire. Welcome to the podcast. Have Mr. you forgotten his name? Dominic Frisbee. <laughs> you're going on to- yeah. Dominic Frisbee. Yeah, Thank you very you. much, Darius. Pleasure to be here. I did here. forget so your name. You were in the... He was Googling it just then. He was Googling who ordered a fish in the in-betweeners. So you're, you're in the in-betweeners and you ordered a fish? Uh, prawns. But a prawn cocktail, I mean, yeah. Well, so I said prawn cocktail. It was actually prawns. Prawns. At the, at the, at the prawn counter. Gambus peel peel. Yeah. So you've done a lot of stuff because you also, um, you were a boxing commentator for David Hayes' fight at Wembley. Uh, no, I never the did old- one of David's fights. I did uh, his um, company put on fights and I did the, the uh, ring announcing for them. Right. And for Satanta, do you remember Satanta? I remember Satanta, yeah. Satanta Claus. Ring announcer, yeah. Uh, So you were the the Bruce Buck. Is it Bruce Buck? Michael, Michael, um, not Michael Michael Barrymore, Michael (laughs) Buffer. Michael, yeah. Could you do a ring announcement now for the pod? Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome to the podcast, Leo Curse and... You've forgotten the names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darius Davies in the red and? corner. You do all that, right? Uh, yeah, we, we should probably we could get we should uh, ask you to do a little voiceover at the end of it, so yeah. that we can so we can get rid of Darius for these awful fucking intros <laughs> every fucking week, and we can just have a little. Uh... This is unacceptable, Leo. Yeah, <laughs> we can have a little sound drop instead. I I will say I quite like Darius's um, introduction. I felt it was shabby chic. Right. Shabby That's shit what is what it was. Maybe that, is, that was what I was going He's for. He's trying to print a shabby chick. Do you think that'll ever be a... Like you, can get a you can get a flame-damaged cage that's been used to burn <laughs> Jordanian pilots. That's grim. Uh, yeah, I'm sure... Uh, well, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's really horrible. I forgot about those videos until yeah. you just reminded me of them now. And what's Which the one? best way? Because you're a financial expert and you write for Money Week, I think. Yeah. And so what's the best way of us to avoid... To, number one, get more money. And number two, um, dodge taxes. Or avoid, evade. What's the right word? Well, Avoision. There's, what's the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion? I don't know. Um... Tax evasion is what left-wing comics criticise Amazon and Starbucks for, and tax uh, evade. Fuck, I've got it wrong. Tax avoidance <laughs> is what left-wing comics. Tax avoidance is what left-wing comics criticise Amazon and Starbucks for. So it's tax not illegal. Eva- tax evasion is what they do with the money they get paid at cash gigs. Ah, right. So when somebody such as Mark Steele, for example, big old lefty, 
uh, except when it comes to his own family. By the way, I can slag off Mark Steele because he slagged me off on Twitter. He called me a... I can't remember what he called me, an imbecile or something like that. Le- Le- Leo's feud of the he week. He made an observation. Right to Corrin. <laughs> he, made, <laughs> <laughs> he made an observation. No, I'm not an imbecile. And like Mark You're Steele's, our imbecile. It will get to his tax affairs in a moment, but Mark Steele's one of these people who's all like, oh, tourists are so bad, they're so nepotistic. Then he gets his own son who's like, at the age of like, you know, four and a half, gets him signed to his own agency uh, off the creek or whatever the fuck it, what were they called? Off, oh, up, up, up to the, be fair, the Elliot, Elliot's, a, Elliot's a good comic. Is he better and, than me, Rich? Maybe. He's not. <laughs> he's not Elliot, better than me. But there's Elliot, other comics who are probably better than, uh, not better than you, who are signed as well. Who is better than you? Uh, there's, there's some people. Um, none in this podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Louis C.K.? Ah, yeah, Lucy K is good. But, like, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, fair enough. Elliot Steele, perfectly, perfectly fine comedian. I've gigged with him plenty of times. I've got nothing against Elliot whatsoever. I've got something against Mark because he called me a fucking imbecile. Um, but this whole, like, get, like, slagging off the Tories for nepotism. And then, you know, because at the age of, like, three months or whatever age Elliot got signed to Mark's agency, Elliot wasn't displaying those. I mean, it was pure nepot, pure, the purest of pure. Tory nepotism, stepping over, grafting working class people who keep coal in the bath and struggle and like have to get have to get the milk float, some horrible shitty like bus to, to their to their gigs in northern working men's clubs and stuff. And like Mark Steele, this cosseted milk toast, this elite, this urban radio four, BBC taxpayer sucking elite uses that power <laughs> and that influence to get his son aged like with newborn newborn son signed to his agency son. like before he's uh, even displayed yeah, any sort of interest in comedy it's pure sure nepotism that, are you sure anyway, that's the case wait wait, wait, wait it is wait, the what? case are you sure he, Elliot it's the case well we don't know that all, all I know about Elliot is yeah, yeah, of course we know it league. of course we are well like, the, what, what, the Queen gave Prince Andrew seven million quid or whatever, twelve million quid to pay off his like uh, but all I've his nonsense. Oh, but is it because he's his mother? Oh, we don't know. Well, Maybe well, it's just a random coincidence. Like, well, come no, on. Not, no, no, I'm not saying it's not a rat. But I've seen I've seen Elliot doing the shit gigs and being at the shit gigs. It's not like he, do, yeah. he just well, bypassed still, the circuit. Even if and he man, even like, like I don't obviously see what his agents have got him. Like what I think he's not. It's oh not like he's yeah, on what are the biggest the agents? What are the biggest agents in the in the country? What possible benefit could it be having the biggest I'm agents not, in the I'm, country, Darius? What have they uh, got him? Is what I've asked you is what have they got him? Tangible. Well, what have they got him that you can well, say? I, I got him a podcast right here, at Vauxhall Podcast Studio, yeah. every Thursday with Michael Odawali. So let's move on. Yeah, let's <laughs> move on. All right, but I'm okay, gonna, we should probably. We I'm going to leave a bomb in this you. podcast studio like the IRA did in Brighton. No, I'm not. I got, I got nothing it? against Elliot, and I'd, I'd say that if he wasn't an MMA person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he once, I once had a shoulder to shoulder with him, and yeah. fo- we played football, and he absolutely. I just went like that, and I went straight over. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite strong. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, still... against karate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, uh, so Mark Steele obviously, um, you know, pays his tax in full. Tax avoidance is minimising your tax, the amount of tax you have to pay legally. Which is legal. Yeah, and tax evasion is is just evading taxes. But why do you you know so much about tax, Dominic? Um, Because I wrote a book called Daylight Robbery, Darius, uh, which is all about the past, present and future of taxation. I think also because he probably pays it on time and knows what he's paying rather than 
two months later uh, when uh, when the L Vance prescription comes in. <laughs> you're talking. You're talking. About, you're talking about Nico. I already had my prescription and I put it all in by January the thirty first on the deadline at the deadline. Done. But nice. the point is, I was trying to get Dominic to just briefly explain who he is, what he's done. Give us a little potted history about about you, Dominic. And then I'll, yeah, I'll fill in you, the, the, the you details. You seem to you seem to, to be like a busy, busy man. You've got you've you've written books. You're presenting. You do comedy. All sorts. Yeah, I am. Um, I uh, I get bored quite easily, so you know I need to be busy. I'm a bit like you in that respect, Leo. And uh, but I I well I'm 52. And I <laughs> how went, old are you really? <laughs> no, I'm yeah, 52. I was born 9th of September 1969, and. I went to university and then I went to drama school. But the reason I went to drama school is because all the best act, all the best writers. I wanted to be a writer, and all the best writers started out as actors. So I figured I'd start out as an actor, um, like you know, even like Shakespeare or Charles Dickens. All the best writers they all started out as actors. Hmm. So that was my logic. And then when I was at drama school, for some reason I was I always came top in radio. <laughs> I was the best at radio in my class, and I got a voiceover agent on as soon as I left, and. They just got me really well-paid jobs within a week of leaving drama school. So I never really did as much acting as I would have liked, perhaps. And then I was doing very well at voiceovers, and I forgot that the main purpose was to be a writer. And then in the late 90s, um, I had written this comic song called The Upper Class Rapper, 1997. There's a lot of people... Did that upper class rapping thing? Yeah, but I was the first. Oh, were you the first? Uh, by, by a long, long way. And then what's his and, name? And Gen- Gentleman Rhymer and all that. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like 10 years before him. Right. And um, anyway, and I had been at university with a guy called Alex Hardy, who was Malcolm Hardy's little brother. And I said to Alex, he used to run comedy clubs at university, but now just he was a, a mu- just, to, just, just to quickly interrupt you, Malcolm Hardy, for those who don't know, uh, is a famous promoter who used to promote up the creek and then he died mm. in a boating accident or something and he yeah. was absolutely he off crazy his, he fell off his boat when he was pissed and died in the thames yeah mm. anyway that was about 2005 2006 something like that anyway so but alex at this point was a music agent and i so know alex hardy alex we probably From do Coda. probably he represents like the scissor sisters yeah i know back in the day he did i don't know if that alex hardy yeah Oh my god! So that would be—he's quite a big cheese. In yeah, music, yeah, you know? yeah. It, it, it used to be for Coda, and then now it's Paradigm. Maybe. Get him on our that, podcast. I don't. He's quite busy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that Alex Hardy. Yeah. That's so a that's small Malcolm's world. little brother. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's mad. And he had his sort of brother's entrepreneurial zeal, but with not quite the same self-destruct button that I don't Malcolm know. He, had. He likes a drink. He likes. He does, but not <laughs> not to the same level as Malcolm. Anyway, we had been mates at uni, and I said to him, I've got this song, can you make a Christmas novelty single? Because in those days, the comic clock song would always go to one, number one at Christmas. Yeah. And he said, go and do it at my brother's club. So I said, okay. So I went down, and this was a Sunday night, which used to be the open spot night at Up the Creek. And all the acts in the first half died, and then after the break, the open spots went on. And the first open spot was a guy called... Oh, fuck. Was his name? Hovis Presley. Have you ever heard of him? He's <laughs> no. no longer with yeah. us. And he was funny northern act. One of his lines I remember was my Brown dog's bread. my mate's got a dog called Nigel. Talk about giving a dog a bad name. That always stuck with me. Anyway, Hovis had a bad gig, but he was really good and he wouldn't get off 
and the, <laughs> the Greek audience wanted him off. And so there was this sort of battle of wills that went on for about 10 minutes. And then I went on and I borrowed my flatmate at the time suit. And I was and I said, hello, hello, I, I'm uh, um, I'm the rapper. And then somebody said, shouted out, you just lost an election. And it was literally a week after the Tories had lost that landslide election in 1997. Do you remember when Tony Blair... Ironically, because you, you look a bit like Tony Blair. I do. I'm a spitting, ima- uh, spitting image of it. Anyway, and so I thought, oh, that's funny. Anyway, I did the rap and it went very well. And in those days, if you had a good open spot, they would honour it and give you a paid spot straight away. So the following Friday, I had my first half spot and that went very well. And then about three months later on the night, the day that Lady Diana died, I got my first 20-minute set all from up the creek. So Whoa. before I knew it, I was sort of working as a stand-up comic and that went on for a long time. Is dad Elliot still dead? <laughs> What's that? Is your but it, dad did, it did happen. It did, in a way, it happened through nepotism because I happened to know Alex and Alex yeah. introduced me to Malcolm and that's how it all happens. But that's the way the world works. Yeah. You Why only... that, when can we get some nepotism, Darius? We've been <laughs> grafting away for like about 15 years, getting yeah. fucking nowhere because we nowhere. don't have any nepotisms. We need more nepotisms. Also, yeah. you're married to David Hayes' sister. Am I allowed to I say was, that? Or you were married. Not. You were. Yeah. Which, which I, was I didn't know that. About. Yeah, that's how I got the ring announcing job. Right, uh, right. Yeah. More nepotism. Also, nepo- yeah, also yeah. nepotism. Turns out, turns out nepotism's Why the only it? thing that works in this business. <laughs> Both of you exactly. could have married maybe David Hay's sister, and then you could have been. Darius could marry David Hay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I married Apparently her, David though, she Hay's was. David sister's really fit. Yeah, yeah, she... she's, she's hot. But she. But, and, but David wasn't. He was only. He was. Uh, he wasn't. Heavyweight champion of the world. Not at that point. All oh, right. Um, yeah. When we and got divorced, got he threatened Bitcoin. to roll me up in a carpet and leave me in the woods. Really? <laughs> you could just roll roll yourself out of it. You'd also have a carpet to sit yeah. on. Yeah. If you wanted think, to think I about think stuff. I think he meant he would murder him. Did he mean he'd murder you? I think, I think uh, I don't know. But you don't know. In the anus. But yeah. But he didn't do it. See, and that's nepotism. He, he wouldn't have got secretly that. Secretly, he was scared of you. <laughs> yeah. Because you batter him. Because he can just use his fists. You can use your feet. Yeah. Because you're not a boxer. Yeah, I still would fancy him ahead of me fancy yeah. in that particular <laughs> conflict. I reckon I could batter um, Vladimir Putin and Ramzan Kadyrov, the Chechen, Chechen leader. Vladimir, no, Vladimir Klitschko is pretty tough. And Putin's now, 70, you should be able to say He's 69. So, I'm sorry. 69, yeah, and everybody goes on about how tough he is, but I don't think he's tough at he's all. He's also quite short, isn't he? He's tiny, he's five foot two. No, You're that's kidding. Joe Rogan. He's five foot two. He's even shorter than Rishi Sunak. He's short. He's Rick- not five foot two. There's no way he's five Rishi foot. Sunak's five one. <laughs> no, is Rishi Sunak? No, he's short. five six. He's yeah. five six. He all looks quite Putin, tall. That's amazing. So he really is a little Napoleon because Napoleon was tiny. Put- was tiny. If you look at Putin's shoes, he wears these weird high heels. So his foot's like that, and it's also on a stack heel. So like a lot of his. Oh, so that's a lot he's got of his that sort of cowboy weird. Yeah, thing. yeah. A lot of his shoe is actually inside the trouser. Tom Cruise oh, does wow. that. He's yeah, five yeah. foot five. Uh, I just checked. It's all five foot six. That's right? what he says, but he lies. It's propaganda. He's five foot two. That's Actually, his that Tinder, Tinder no, profile. No, no dude's ever told the truth about their height or their penis size. So minus. <laughs> I'm six foot six. It's yeah. about 120 inches long. I'm five foot nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Leo suffers from kyphosis, so he's actually six foot five. So once again, he lied. Um, my, I'm actually six foot six. Mild yet debilitating kyphosis. So, anyways, you, you don't s- stoop. A lot of lot of tall people stoop. You don't stoop. Yeah, try not to. Darius doesn't stoop either because he's got metal work inside his back <laughs> holding him up. Yeah, that's true. I do. Yeah. Got got 
titanium rods and steel in my, in my yeah, spine. Yeah, like a crap X-Man. Made a rod for yeah. his own back. Except <laughs> it didn't, yeah. the NHS made it. Yeah, two rods. Titanium. Yeah. So, so you were so so. Bring us up to speed. So then you okay? So got, so very quickly. Then then um, in we're in the middle of the noughties now, and I'd made a bit of money, and I was looking at trying to work out what to do with it and how to invest it and stuff. And I started reading the internet late at night, as you do, and uh, I sort of started reading about gold. And I thought, oh, this is very interesting. There were all these really interesting people talking about it, and I wanted to find a way to meet them. So I did what you guys do: is I started a podcast, an investment podcast. And started to interview these people. Basically, it was just me getting free financial advice. But the podcast was very popular <laughs> for a bit. This is in the early days of podcasting. It became, it was like the UK's most listened to financial podcast Whoa. at one point. And then, um, but one of the people I interviewed was a lady called Marion Somerset Webb. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she's Money Week, isn't yeah, it? She's yeah, she's the editor of Money Week and also writes for the FT. But she, she, she said, oh, we need people like you uh, writing about finance. So I... She just basically gave me a column at Money Week, which right. was 2006, and I've been writing it ever since. Brilliant. So that's how I became. How, mu- how, much, how much money do you get for it? Per column? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you. But do you get paid by is the Is it end? a lot? Because it's financial <laughs> stuff. Um, you probably get a little bit more. Well, I'll give you some uh, parameters. If you write an article for the Daily Mail and you get it yeah. published in the Daily Mail, it's like 900 quid. Yeah, it's a lot of money for so the Daily Mail. Daily Mail is like the only newspaper that pays really well. Whereas if you write one for The Guardian... You get 150 quid. What? Yeah. And Spike, I did one for Spike. You don't even get paid. 75 quid. Oh, they didn't pay me. Oh, really? Because I I suggested the idea. They said, oh, we don't pay. We only pay for stuff we solicit. Oh, really? Well, they solicited it. But then they solicited another one, and I couldn't really be bothered writing it. So I sent in a script for one of my videos. (laughs) They drove slowly past Liam. No. (laughs) Because it was shit, and it wasn't an article. (laughs) But but then, so I, I wrote the thing for Spike. But the good thing was, a lot of people read it and then um, it's good for your reputation yeah. and also uh, we got free tickets to see Chappelle and now free tickets to see Chris Rock so oh, wow. oh, see Chris Rock. just Bro, from all, writing for Spike all from that spiked article oh wow that's brilliant yeah um, the, and all uh, they did was drive past Leo slowly in a car saying you want to write an article I got an article <laughs> yeah. the, Gu- the Guardian yeah. is I was like, dressed like a journalist the Guardian pays really <laughs> bad but if you if you have a an article on there on their site and people actually want to read it, it does turn you into a mini star right. for about two or three days. And I, I, I'm sure 100% the reason why all those journalists like Owen Jones and Marina Hyde and all those sort of yeah. Guardian, you know, stars, if you like, the reason that they're bigger names than the equivalent writers in The Times or The Telegraph is that The Times and The Telegraph are both behind a paywall. Yeah. And so... That's why they're all saying the guard. We got to keep the Guardian free. It's not because of the interests of the Guardian. It's the Indian in interests of them being famous. Because that, yeah, the Guardian is the best platform for any journalist. Yeah, because it's like not behind a paywall, so millions of people can yeah, can it's read it. Got huge but in the, America. The Guardian. I did a thing with uh, Rod Little for the uh, Sunday Times. I think it was. And at the time, I was like, "Man, this is amazing! I'm going to get like you know, it's going to be." Yeah, and nothing. Got nobody nothing. It. it was yeah, nobody nobody reads it. No why, why did, are they still on paywall. are they still on the paywall model? Like is it do people pay for it? Is it some people subscribe. The Guardian you're talking about. No, no, the, the Times and No, stuff. Times is subscription. Yeah, yeah but, same with Times the Time the Guardian's losing money hand over fist. Is it? Yeah, Wicked. massive. And it's uh-huh. but, but I think in the last that, three that or four so years it's, it's turned a corner. But the the only thing that kept kept the Guardian afloat for years was the fact that they sold Auto Trader. Right. magazine which they used to own but they they're so hypocritical they sold it via an offshore entity 
right. and the money was kept offshore. So the Guardian never paid any capital gains tax. Mm. Right. They go around. It's a classic what we we're talking about: the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. Mm. What they did was legally correct. But how many articles have you read in the in the Guardian criticizing Jacob Rees-Mogg or or? Jimmy Aaron Carr. Banks or whoever, Jimmy, Carr, it, Jimmy yeah. Carr, whatever, whoever hasn't paid their tax this week for yeah. some legally, you know, the person to blame if somebody does something legal that you consider morally incorrect is the person that made the law in the yeah. first place. It's not not the person who's just acting by the letter of the law. Yeah. Anyway, they're always criticising those people. And yet they were guilty of a huge tax avoidance scheme themselves. Yeah. Yeah, the hypocrisy of the left. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought the left would be hypocrites? <laughs> oh, well, they, they do that on everything. Though. They're like, talking about private education, and then you look at every yeah. single member of their flipping staff is privately educated, and yeah. they're talking about oh, how we should stop it and this, that, and the other. And a lot of Labour MPs send their kids to, to private school, like da, Diane Abbott, I think, is, is one yeah, of them. she does. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say your kids to... better? Of course, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like my cousins, so my cousins are um, uh, were sent to to private school, um, and because uh, my uncle, my uncle's Indian, just dropping that in to in case Victoria Corrin is watching. <laughs> my uncle's Indian, so like my my cousins went to private school. One of them, points. one of them's a doctor. Uh, very unstereotypical for an Indian. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other one's a presenter for the BBC. Again, very unstereotypical. Uh, whereas me and my brother went to state school, and we are absolute scumbags, and didn't didn't get anywhere. But with all anything. the all the um, evidence is that people who go to private school go on to have they go on to earn more money. Yeah, they and most of the time they enjoy better careers, and even in something like the Olympic Games which you'd think was fairly egalitarian. Yeah. Like, I think I, I think it's 7% of people go to private school or public school, to, if you call it what it's supposed to be called. And it's something like, I, I forget the number in the last Olympics, but it's something like 50% of the British Olympic athletes. Yeah, but that's because right. of it's like dressage. <laughs> there's there's like some of the that, reasons because it's, it's like, posh can sport. you afford a yeah, horse no, some to of it dance? Is, well, exactly. Then, some of it's that it's posh sports. Yeah, even yeah. even um, Shooting, fencing and, yeah, and rowing. <laughs> a lot of it is that, but even things like athletics and stuff like that. Yeah. You, the, um, but I think that's also... schools are overrepresented. I think that's also... Leo didn't even have a level playing field at his school. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't even it's have terrible. a level it's playing to do with field. Parenting it's slopped away at one corner. Well, I think it's it's, it's, it's great the money guys. you've got because you know if, if you're if you're going to be a, a, an athlete uh, for you know doing shot put, no one's going to really be sponsoring you enough to to make a huge huge living, and, and the money you get paid from the government to, to pursue that is not great. Also, I, I did some. Uh, I won an analytics award when I worked um, in analytics. Um, <laughs> I, I took the 2012 data from that and I proved that the Olympics are an imperialistic neo, no, a, a racist neo neo imperialistic canard. <laughs> that was the title of my analysis. That was when Leo was and woke. That was, was that in the nah, Guardian? It was, it was tongue. It was tongue in cheek. Oh. Uh, no, it was for uh, internal thing for BA Systems Applied Intelligence. But um, so basically. Uh, if you look at all the things, yeah, all the all the sort of white whiter countries and whiter athletes, because um, they they tend to be richer. All the sort of like basically the Olympics. All the white countries have invented these like new sports like yachting and shooting and like sitting on a horse that does a fucking tap dance, but to get medals. All the authentic Olympic things like running. And jumping, throwing, and running a different distance. You know, they're throwing and then something, running and jumping, and then running and jumping, and jumping a lot over a series of 
fucking Swimming. fences. They're they're all one. They tend to be won by people who are like you know Kenyans excel in the long distance running. They tend to be won by uh, people of color. If I can uh, you know use that phrase unironically, and um, it's yeah basically yeah that's that's why. And also uh, there's all all this stuff with like uh, women. Women are. Uh, uh, from certain countries where women are repressed or underrepresented, because it's pretty hard to do like two thousand meters in a burka. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's wonderful, of course. I think everyone should wear a burka. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about Bitcoin, Dominic? How'd you get into that? Well, uh, it's a very short because I was writing a lot about gold and golds related to money. When Bitcoin was invented, loads of people got in touch and they were like, "You got to look at look at this." And I sort of missed the boat a little bit. And to sort of as a catch-up trade, I wrote a book about it because I figured I'd become the, you know, the main intellectual person in the space if I wasn't going to be the richest person in the space. And that was about 2013, 2014. Yeah. And is it still worth it. getting into Bitcoin now, would you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I'm really? Off, I'm off to Bitcoin Miami tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. What oh, is brilliant. it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the Bitcoin conference. Are going to do the podcast conference. next week? Uh, I think I'm back in time, yeah. So are you uh, recording we, a load of podcasts not- out there? Uh, I am going to, yeah, I, I do a, a, a podcast for, for, for cryptocurrency as well. Which, right. which one? Which company? Uh, Coin Bureau. Okay. Um, and so we're going to go out there, do some podcasts, interview some people. There's some, there's some like Jordan Peterson is going to be there this year. There's some other people who I don't really, I've read the, the list of talkers and I don't recognize many of them. Right. Uh, but yeah, they're apparently very important. Very, mm. very yeah, they've got a Bitcoin comedian stage this year. Oh, really? And I was like, what? why did I get asked to do that? Why didn't I, I get asked to do that? Yeah. Who's on it? Are you on it? It's all of those American guys. Yeah. Oh, it's all the American. Tim, Tim Dillon was on last year uh, with the Winklevoss <laughs> twins, uh, and he was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it's, I'm interested to see what it's like. Is it, I don't, is it going to be full of geeks? Mm. Massively. It gonna... It's going to be 95% blokes. Yeah. Like, and then 3% really, really ludicrously hot women who are only there for the rich blokes. Wonderful. But what is, like, with Bitcoin, isn't it like a bit of nonsense and it's all going to just collapse at some point? No. I told Leo Why? to buy Bitcoin and he said, oh, tulips. And he just started shouting tulips over and over. That is not a fair representation. That is not a fair representation of what happened. Uh, <laughs> tulips. People always go tulips, right? The tulip bubble happened in Amsterdam in 1637. <laughs> yeah. Right? And here we are in 2022, itself. 400 years later. And where is the global center of the tulip industry? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. That bubble built an industry that's, that's brought prosperity to Amsterdam for 400 years. Yeah. So to say that, that something's bad and by comparing it to tulips, it's a false argument. Um, yeah, Leo. Yeah, but the bubble. Yeah, Leo. I was yeah, talking was about the bubble. bubble yeah. Also, Bitcoin's got no in- intrinsic value. Yes, it does. And uh, and it doesn't shed loads of computer power. But what does anymore? Like like the no gold. currency guarantee. No currency Dollars. is backed by gold. It's not. Ba- it's backed by arms. Gold is backed by gold. Yeah, gold has intrinsic yeah. value, but uh, it's not currency. Investment is going an illegal down. tender. Actually, Dominic, no, is this is interesting. Sorry. What do you think about dollars with Russia now moving everything onto rubles and, and trying to ruble. sell gas in rubles and stuff like that? Yeah, well, they they uh, what Russia and China want is the end of the dollar. They don't want the petrodollar anymore. They don't want the US dollar hegemony. And when the dollar loses its uh, status as the global reserve currency, America's got problems and Russia uh, insisting on rubles. It's partly a way of forcing people to buy rubles and thereby propping up the the ruble yeah but it's also erodes i mean natural gas is sold in euros anyway but it still it erodes the might of the euro and the dollar 
for sure. Yeah. Can I can I buy some gas off Putin because my bills are extortionate <laughs> at the moment? And you, I would like to. If I can get know, some rubles, you know, the, can we make the, a deal? You probably thing, already are. In North yeah. America, gas is so abundant in oil fields that they don't even they Be, just they flare, flare it, it off. Yeah. They don't even bother sending it over. It's just insane mm. that, that in one part of the world there's so much energy it's cheaper just to dispose of it to in burn an it. environmentally unfriendly way. Yeah. And in another part of the world people can't get warm. But yeah. Yeah and like but the they, they don't have the um they're already operating at capacity for the liquef liquefied LPG. Um so they can li liquefy it and then bring it to Europe. But all the it's capacity. It is. But this is where the beauty of Bitcoin is there's a load of Bitcoin miners now that have set themselves up. And instead of them flaring off the gas and uh, causing all the damage, the, the um, environment that, that goes with that, the pollution and so on, they're, they're taking the gas and using it to fund crypto mining. So right. it's actually everyone says, oh, Bitcoin's really bad because it uses excess energy. But no, so what it does fear. is it actually... Uh, uses energy in parts of the world that would otherwise be wasted right but also like the and transactions you can't you can't really spend it easily yeah you can no you can't how do you spend Hold on, it? I, just, I just got a question before you go on to how you spend bitcoin dominic right didn't yeah. libya try and sell uh oil in darius like loves conspiracy theories in their money and that's why they killed Gaddafi. is that true yeah or not? i think um there's there's a common uh, conspiracy theory that that's the main reason they invaded Iraq because he was trying to sell his oil in euros, Saddam Hussein. That's a common conspiracy, and there's probably some truth to it. And what yeah. about Gaddafi in Libya? He was trying I'm, to. I'm less sure about that one, but it's that makes sense. I have heard it. He went into the Africa, whatever the UN is for Africa, and he said he wanted to start a new coin. I'm going to call it the Afro, but it might not have been called the Afro. <laughs> and he went in. But I think it actually was called the Afro, and he wanted to. He got tried to get the whole of the African, uh, you know, oil producing nations to sell in that currency. Next thing you know, he's dead, and they're putting stuff up his ass. Yeah, well, that th there's That's definitely true. the 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 U.S. dollar is protected by the U.S. military. Didn't didn't France sort of like leave him out to dry as well, or something like that? That was in the '60s with the gold. Yeah. That yeah, because they were printing dollars and they weren't. They were supposed to be backed by gold, but they printed more dollars than they had gold. And um, Charles de Gaulle said, we'll take the gold. And there was a massive run on gold, and America en ended up coming off the gold standard in mm. 1971. Well, learning. We're learning. Mm. <laughs> but it's a total rabbit hole. Once you go down this rabbit hole, and I started going down it in 2006, you never come out the other side. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm just obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with money systems, how money works. And that's why I ended up writing a book about mm. tax, because that's the <clears throat> next logical thing. Yeah. Once you start to look at things through this prism of money, and especially tax, everything just takes on a whole new light and that's how i ended up so if i set myself up as a rabbit hole if i set myself up as a limited All company he's interested in is how to make money out of it yeah. if i set myself up as a limited if i set up a limited company um so it doesn't cost that much to set up 14 like pounds. 200 quid or something no not even that 14 pounds just go register oh, is it that cheap yeah if you if you do it via an accountant they might charge you that oh, okay. if you just yeah. go online it's 14 quid. then have you got to put your home address online so people can no, see your home yeah. address. you can have it hidden Right, cool. Um, you can have it hidden, or you can just put an, uh, another. I, I've I just register mine at my accountants. Right, yeah. Um, it's it's really this. This is not great podcasting, but <laughs> no, people are interested in this. People are interested in but, how, yeah. how, so you set set yourself up as a limited company. Yeah, and then but you're saying you don't actually save that much in tax. Well, you, you used to because corporation tax used to be whatever it was, fourteen, fifteen percent. Now 
corporation tax is rising to, I think, 23, 24%. So by the time you pay corporation tax, and the cost tax of running on your the dividends. company, and tax on the dividends, it works out about the same as the, 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 So I may as well just pay tax. No, because if you if you, you can you also get your VAT back. You run, save on run loads of expenses through. So all your camera gear is expenses because you use that for your but videos. It's expenses anyway as a self-trader. <laughs> yeah, no, but when you buy a camera for 500 quid, um, whatever, 100 quid of that, a bit Fif more than 100. 1,500, Dominic. I use better cameras than you. Okay, well, okay, so if you buy one for 1,500 quid, there'll be 300-odd quid of VAT in there, right. which you could claim back. Oh, right. So it what's is what IR35? Yeah. IR35, Dominic. Yeah, what's IR35? IR35 is the form, I think, that, that determines whether you're staff or freelance. Is that right? I don't know. I think that's I don't right. know. You're the tax expert. <laughs> I'm not so good at... Uh, uh, I'm more on the history of what, tax and the philosophy of tax. What other the, uh, arcane of IR35 forms? What other arcane <laughs> serial numbers have you got, Darius? Let's try and I catch just, him I out. Just, just my, P46, my, my, my <laughs> former, formerly tax scams. Um, I was gonna say. So well, maybe IR35 what, is just your tax return. I don't know. No, IR35. I believe it's so you work you're working freelance for a corporate company. That's right. That's right. Take dividends. Oh, yeah, and you you were gonna go and live in Sark. I was at one stage because what's the what is Sark? Sark is a Channel Island uh, just to the south of Guernsey, so it's between Guernsey and the French coast. You okay. can see France from Sark, and there's only a hundred fifteen hundred people on the island. And during the lockdown, you get a bit insular, don't you, in the lockdown? And mm. I just assumed this was the new reality, and I was never going to need to leave, leave the house ever again. And I was doing all this work, and I could just as easily have done it from anywhere in the world yeah and a friend of mine lives there and he was going you should come and live on sark there's no income tax no vat no money back no guarantee no guarantee and no capital gains tax either that's not it that's not that's <laughs> but and the only tax they have is what's called land value tax right and one of the philosophical things that i argue for is that we we pay too much we're taxed too much on our labor and not enough on our capital and assets and land value tax is a is a you saw my video on land value tax you liked it yeah so so it it's it's a country that that is run according to a political philosophy which i'm on board with yeah i mean the uh, land value thing because the thing is if i own land and the price of it goes up a lot of that price rise isn't because of you haven't done anything investment that i've made in the land i haven't done anything uh, and the so, people who've made the value of the land go up aren't getting any return on that increased value. But does an American but have it's like a, a property tax? It's a bit more but in it's, line with that. It's at odds with the it's at odds with the idea of a like private ownership, sense. private ownership of property. It, it is at odds, it odds with that theory. But the idea the idea of a land value tax and it goes back to like the game Monopoly was was invented by a pro there was a philosopher called Henry George in the late 19th century yeah. in America and he came up with this idea of the single tax so you would pay you would only pay this one tax you wouldn't have VAT and fuel duty and alcohol and yeah. capital gains tax and income tax you would just pay one tax which was a tax based on the amount of land that you use in a year right and that's the only tax you would pay and monopoly was was invented to demonstrate how corrupt our monopolistic system of land ownership is. Right. And, um, but it actually got plagiarized by somebody else who then went on and made the money. <laughs> so the person who made the game never made the money from it. Right. But anyway, but, but the idea is you would only pay this one tax and the idea is that the land is owned 
by nobody made the land nature made it or god made it whatever um religion you subscribe to it was already there and therefore it should be owned communally what is on the land i.e the house is there as a as a result of somebody's endeavor so that should be privately owned but the actual land itself should be shared and if you want exclusive Sounds rights, like communism it is sort of communistic that if you want exclusive rights to a plot of land then you have to pay a fee every year to the government to protect your rights to that property. so everything's leasehold and nothing's freehold yeah no you would I guess so. You could still own the freehold, but you would you would have a, a rental payable to the government. And then the amount that you pay, it could be a tiny amount if you want a government doing very little. Yeah. Or it could be a massive amount if you want government providing this everything. Yeah. But it's a, it's a transparent tax and it creates a very healthy balance between government and taxpayer where one is answerable to the other right. in a way that doesn't happen with income tax. And the the only you pay your income tax, nobody even says thank you. It's just taken and then it's spent. You've got no control over how it's spent or anything. Yeah. But what country does that right now? Just that Sark place? Well, Sark does it, but there's a few countries that have land value tax and other taxes. I think Denmark, Botswana, maybe New Zealand. But they all even like uh, what the Tories are going to do is or whoever succeeds them is we'll end up with some kind of mansion tax. The answer to the fact that they've presided over this unaffordable housing will be to tax expensive houses. Mm. So we'll end up with some kind of mansion tax, which would be a bastardized form of land value tax in addition to other taxes. The reason for land value tax is it should replace all other taxes. Yeah, because there's too many taxes, oh, so many God. different taxes, Our it's tax unreal. Our code is like 14 times the length of all the Harry Potter books combined. Really? Ridiculous, yeah. 20 million words. Right. And is the person who wrote it transphobic? <laughs> it wasn't written by one, it was written by committee, and that's why it's got so... Transphobic <laughs> committee. <laughs> She's been, yeah, I, I imagine some of them are, but they don't declare their, they don't defend women. So they haven't got a transphobe tax yet? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, it's funny how J.K. Rowling went. Just like in a couple of years, she went from being the absolute darling of the left, didn't change her opinions whatsoever, and then like all of a sudden she's like, ah, she's so evil. And now people on Twitter, somebody this week on Twitter, uh, called for her death. Uh, and, and didn't get their post removed. And didn't get their post removed. And uh, other people... How very brave. Other people are... Uh, other people are um, tweeting banal stuff. Like uh, the Babylon Bee tweeted uh, that Rachel Levine, who is the... Um, Beautiful and real woman who's the, what is she, some kind of general. defense secretary or something, or general, um, is, is their man of the year. And obviously they're joking. It's just, you know, obviously she's a, she's a woman. She's just got some male attributes, like being born male and she's got a penis. So, you know, they're, they're joking when they say she's a man of the year. It's, it's like it's a joke. But uh, Twitter banned them, took well, them down. That's why Elon Musk can't sweep I was just gonna in. Well, hopefully he's going to sort it out. He made a noise about it today. But there's, there will, what will have happened there is some pro-trans person will have lobbied whoever it is at Twitter. Mm. You've got to remove this tweet. You've got to remove this tweet. And the person who does all the monitoring at Twitter will have just removed it to yeah. save themselves an earache. Yeah, yeah. And everyone at Twitter, probably internal as well, because everyone at Twitter, apparently 97% of the company are fat, green-haired women with septum piercings who are non-binary. Mm. And that's that's a fact. That's, I saw non, it in a... Those, those non-binary women. 
No, yeah, they're non-binary women. <laughs> Did you use similar data when you compiled your Olympic report? <laughs> I used the real data. That was prob- That was when my analysis had to be properly like audited and stuff because I was doing it for a. But Elon Elon taking over Twitter thing. is interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's he's 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 a character, uh, but it is it is also a move into the social media market. Do you know what I mean? Like He's, he already thing. is the sort of social because they they don't have any sort of traditional advertising. They just rely on Elon no, they Musk's do. They do. Uh, Twitter presence. They they have well. <laughs> they do. I guess he's monetizing his Twitter handle because he's bringing them so much wealth just by being on Twitter all the time. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has. Well. He's going to bring back down. Donald Trump, isn't he? That's his first so. move. Yeah, well, they should. said that. Well, I think so. That's that was Tesla someone... advertising budget zero dollars. Tesla is the only man- manufacturer in the industry to spend zero dollars on advertising, while nearly three thousand dollars in R and D per vehicles. R and D is research and development. Isn't it? Yeah, he totally relies on people loving the product and users being the best. Yeah, yeah. So he's beaten all the like advertising is the most sort of pointless um, industry anyway. I don't know. More so than no, comedy. Don't say that. If they advertise what? on your podcast, you could you could earn a lot of money from an advertiser. Yeah, money completely wasted. <laughs> No, but you know, the, I'm happy. To, we're we're obviously happy to take it. No, but if Leo Curse, you know, promotes oh. a particular type of kilt or something, then well, it might be advertisers. Might yeah, be but that's like that's. I think um, Leo Curse financial advice. I think specific <laughs> influencer because uh, we're all influencers on this podcast. I'm a sports reader. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> uh, like influencer advertiser advertising works. Like, cause it's like Dapper Lasso saying this. He's got like, you know, he's identified the sort of people who follow him and what they like, so he can, you know, market um, uh, gambling, cocaine. gambling stuff, <laughs> cocaine, hangover cures, um, and, and uh, sports, sports cars, yeah, yeah, sports yeah. car rental company, yeah, directly to them, yeah. So um, yeah, so same sort of thing. But this mass a market of guests on here, don't yeah, it's, yeah. We had a porn to, star, yeah. I can we still should get a back. recite ads and jingles and things from 70s, 80s when I was growing up. Yeah. 90s. Let's play the I jingle game. Well, let's play the jingle game. See if you can guess what advert this is. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Danon. 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 There you that's, go. That's see? later. But it, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do another one of the jingle game. Um. I'm loving it, McDonald's. That's right. I knew you'd get it, you fat shit. Let's do another <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, these, these no, are just, I'm loving it. You just sang. Yeah, I'm yeah. It. Oh, it sounded yeah. like a strangled cop. Yeah, he was like, yeah. Like Michael, Michael Jackson. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of bum, 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 bum. Uh, uh, Dell. De- um, yeah, processors. Intel. Intel. Bloke, yeah, the mm. guy who wrote that made a fortune, I think. Right. Little jingle. Anyway. Every time you say Intel, bum, 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 you have to say, do the noise. I thought it was Pentium. What about this? Um, You'll never put a better bit of butter on your knife. Lurpak. Ah, I've no, never even heard that. It's anchor. I don't know. Country life, butter. Country life. Oh, uh, there you go. Umbongo, umbongo. They drink it in the jungle. <laughs> what is that, Darius? Say it a bit louder. Um, just sing, umbongo, just umbongo. They drink it in the jungle. That in was the Congo. In the Congo, yeah. 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 What other... That was when I, I, that was when uh, adverts didn't have to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> what about it's just for me and my dog, Kiura? Yeah, Th- this uh, is fascinating. But I feel there's we've got some great topics that we could be talking about. All right, about. yeah. Well, oh well, because we're talking about Twitter. What about the dude who was sentenced to 150 hours of community service for posting an offensive tweet, In which Scotland. he later deleted within 20 minutes? 
So this yeah. dude posted a tweet uh, saying uh, about Captain Sir Tom Moore, and he said a good, the only good British soldier is a deed one, burn old fella one. burn, because he yeah, was he's Irish. Scottish. Oh, he's Scottish. Scottish. And uh, he got 150 hours for like. I just, I just want to. Uh, yeah. uh, Community service was it? Yeah, Vittorio also posted some 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 tasty hot takes about uh, the Will Smith thing. No, 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 about uh, Captain Tom. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it wasn't quite as bad as I want him dead, uh, but he got a lot of backlash from it. But I, I, this is—it's crazy. But he got that... backlash just for just for celebrating the death of a much-loved national figure. <laughs> Who raised millions of pounds for no, charity? He just asked yeah. questions about um, about um, sort of soldiers of that age. Yeah, yeah, but he fought for his country. I also, this, country. also as Captain Tom was great, but this, his charity seems to be a bit. What I like is he raised all this money, and then his daughter just swooped in. Like she finishes off the buffet at his funeral, then swoops in and takes like the entire, leaves like five pound in the in the bank account, and takes the how rest as a salary. How many, is that nepotism? Grand as well? yeah, that's nepotism. So. How many mansions has she bought though? I don't know. Not Black lives matter. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Black Lives Matter spent all that money. I love it. Oh, I love it. And there's all these companies being like, we're donating to Black Lives Matter. Oh, these are these are some things you can donate to the Black Lives Matter. Like, obviously, all that money is just whoever gets that money is going to be like, yes, sweet. We got <laughs> we got all this money now. And uh, they just used it to buy luxury properties it with like swim up bars and tennis courts and stuff. It's like, yeah, proper, proper communism. I love it. I love to see it. I love to see it. <laughs> I salute. I, I feel like donating to Black Lives Matter now that I know that that's how they're spending the money. I don't want it to help any like uh, you know disadvantaged people. I want I want somebody to just I want it to just go towards an eighth of the pina colada they're drinking. That ten dollars I'm putting in. Uh, um, what were we talking about? Oh, um, the guy. Oh yeah. So like uh, restrictions on freedom of speech. Oh yeah, the Twitter. Guy. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's mental, and it's 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 going on from the what's the name the the the, the Nazi pug guy, yeah. Count Dankula. Yeah, uh, it's basically the same sort of law there, isn't it? If yeah, someone takes offence to something in Scotland, they can. They so can... yeah, I don't think it's even just a Scottish law. I think it's a UK law, but it's the um, uh, Communications Act, which means that you know, grossly offensive message sent over sent electronically, which you know, does that count for WhatsApps? I think it does. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, if our group ever gets like made public, I got to be honest. Let's be honest. Story, anyone's I think group. Ian Wright took. There was some like um, Irish kid who was sending him like sending Ian Wright racist messages or yeah. something, and Ian Wright took him to court. <clears throat> and it took. Turned out it was like Aideen knows his story better than me, but it turned out it was like some special needs Irish kid from the middle of nowhere with no money or anything. He was like eleven years old. Right. And there was a big court case, and you just thought, who's Who's the victim here? Ian so, Wright. Ian Wright, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he was, but yeah. I mean, I, you know, was that really necessary? Just because you're Irish doesn't mean you can... Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like it when people go and confront their Twitter trolls. It's always like some sort of 11-year-old kid who did it, like, uh, you know, as a friend of the family and they did it secretly and stuff like that. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I think a lot of this is kind of the shit that, you know, you, you learn a bad swear when you were a kid mm. and you'd say some horrific shit. Uh, in the playground, but now you can broadcast that to the world, and it gets it gets picked up by by everyone. And you know, you're just a, a moronic kid saying some fucking random naughty. I learned this early on 
there's loads of investor chat boards and stuff and you go on them and you're chatting to these people and they write really intelligent you know elegant well-phrased prose and stuff and you think oh this guy must be really clever i'm going to follow him uh, you know whatever investments he makes i'm going to copy him and then you meet him and it's like some total disaster of you know yeah. you go around his house and it looks like one of those houses like the bloke at the end of Silence in the Lambs, who's got his woman in the in the well and shit like this, you know, like yeah. I'm not following this bloke. <laughs> and um, but yeah, how stuff appears in print compared yeah. to the actual person that's sending it out, there's quite a big gulf between yeah. the two. There's a big thing on Twitter, like uh, all the in the know football agents, like there's these accounts who've got all of this gossip on what transfers are being made and what transfer. And there's one called uh, IT, ITN KL or whatever. Uh, and someone tracked him down and he's working in KFC. <laughs> this guy's got hundreds of thousands of followers and he's just making this shit up. And it's just, right. yeah, it's, uh, it's it, that's the... What was he, what was he making up? What was he? The, uh, football just football room, rumors. football transfer rumours. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but had a huge following. And now, right. I think they he sold the account, but now everyone... Um, whenever someone posts, whenever he posts about a rumor, people are just putting in their KFC orders underneath this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louis C.K. won a uh, got, got a Grammy. Yeah, uh, and Best comedian. Yes, uh, and there's been a bit of a bit of a kerfuffle. Some backlash. It. I saw me Martin saying, uh, "What if it was male comedians that he'd asked if he could uh, get his dick out That's and masturbate?" Even funnier. Yeah. If it, honestly, if Lucy K had been like that to me, like, "Can I get my dick out and masturbate?" I would either said, "No." Can I get my phone out? To, like, can I get a yeah. selfie with you? I'd be like, "No," or I'd be like, "Yeah," and then I wouldn't have like said "Yeah" and then complained when he did because I'd said "Yeah." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is the thing as well. Like, I there seems to be a lot of confusion. Didn't he? He's asked permission. Yeah. I mean, we're going over this, and there's something that's happened. What eight years ago? And five years ago? I can't remember. They say. I mean, obviously, it's a bad thing to do. You know what I mean? You shouldn't like ask people if you can get your dick out and start <laughs> masturbating. But mm. like, you know what I mean? I think in the the, the scale of things, he's probably done his. He's probably done his punishment now. Yeah. Whoa, that's we've heard from the white man. Oh, no, he, he has, you know what I mean? He had like how many years? That's five years would being cancelled or whatever. Yeah, do you want to tweet that done right his now? Time. Yeah, he's done and his uh, time. you know, if he had the best show this year, then he should have won yeah. the Grammy for. I think. Do you think his sex crimes actually counted towards it? Because even his sex crimes were pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, that's that's when you know you're an elite level comedian. So was yeah. uh, was Wagner a shit composer just because he liked Hitler? With, did Wagner like Hitler? Well, I, I thought Wagner was, was in the old him, days. He was a nationalist, I think. Yeah. Right, right. Maybe Hitler. Yeah, but that's Wagner. the thing is, like nationalism and stuff. It really depends. It's everything's contextual. You know, being a nationalist. If Russia's invading you, then being a nationalist is good. <laughs> but if you're invading Poland, being a nationalist is bad. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're? What if you're Scotland? If you're oh, being, if you're Scottish, being a nationalist is generally bad. There is something about nationalists. They always tend to be like, they're not the best genetic material, <laughs> which is ironic because they usually make a claim that they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think Scotland should go independent. Yeah, but you'd, like, you, not, you don't, you're not looking at it from the point of view of like benefiting Scotland. You're looking at it from the point of view of benefiting Dominic Frisbee. It'll another, be another tax haven you can move to. <laughs> well, exactly. Climb that fence. It needs to go independent, implode, and then rediscover the uh, and then, then spirit have, of the 18th century that made it great. And then you'll have Scottish slaves on your estate. <laughs> <laughs> what are the, what's the spirit of the 18th century? 
that was when you had all the pioneering Scots who were going off around the world and discovering the world and, and, and making fortunes and conquering in America and doing all that stuff. Yeah, now we're not so much into pioneering, we're just into pie. And brown. Yeah. And nearing. It was, I think, in, in, in 1911 or something like that, Glasgow was the second richest country in the world, uh, second richest city in the world. Or right. Fucking wow. hell. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow, <laughs> Glasgow then was would be like Beijing is today. So right. Scot Scotland just made everything. Yeah. They invented everything and they made it. it was a I wonder if Beijing in, in 100 years' time is just going to be a load of people with scars on their face. <laughs> just well, the same way there as will Glasgow. Be, there'll be, it'll probably take 200 years, but there'll be some socialist revolution defending the workers and it'll rise up and then it'll the government will get involved and they'll get involved in some stupid war. Then they have to pay penance from the war and gradually the welfare state will creep up and creep up. And it'll end up... Well, the size of government, the share of GDP that gets spent, that goes to government, is increasing steadily all around the world. Like pretty much in every country. Like, year by year, it goes up and up. So we're, we're gently, we're gently being... It's like a frog being, like, slowly yeah. boiled. We're turning into communism. We're owning less and less of our own labour. Yeah. You what, will uh, own nothing wrong? and be happy. Mm. There you go. Well, Darius, you already own nothing. Are you happy? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not happy. I'm fucking distraught about owning yeah, you're nothing. You're the angriest person I know. Yeah, well then, that's why they, they should give me stuff and be... Oh, actually, that is what they're trying to do. So it well, work. <laughs> why, why aren't you angry today? You don't sound very angry today. Uh, um, uh, nah, what, I had a good sleep. What can we, what can we say <laughs> to make Darius angry? Darius, um, you see Disney. Disney are putting 50% uh, um, LGBTQ characters in their films. I did see that. Um, Darius is fine with it. You're kidding. No, no. I mean, no, it's a you true know, story. But it's, it's, actually, but how can like... they decide before they've written the story or what story they're doing? How, what the characters are going to be? Yeah, but they like it's Disney. They they like commission. It's not like there's any sort of no, no. It's uh, LGBTQIA and racial minorities. So there you go. So they're they've got to be both. Do we? Um, I think a white man is now the minority in London. So if they film it in London, do we get a part in it? <laughs> yeah, that's you a good two point. Do. Actually, worldwide, <laughs> worldwide, because they use that phrase on forums now. Um, world majority means like what traditionally was ethnic minority, but they call it world or global majority. What, or what is, that, what they, is that? I haven't heard that before. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I keep tabs on all the new forums. So is world majority not Chinese? Yeah, yeah. yeah basically, yeah. Chinese. Um, I think black as well. Um, Chinese. Yeah, South Southeast Asian and yeah. Um, that all that. Woods. So, um, but they, they use it on job forums now. Global majority. That's I wonder mental. how many. I, I'd, I'd be interested to know that. What 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 percentage is 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 Chinese? What percentage is black? What percentage? What is percentage Indian? of the world? What percentage is white. Yeah. Mitch is probably my, googling it right now. No, my opinion on uh, my opinion on Disney and all that is like, listen, kids don't need to learn about sexuality or gender. They don't. They don't need to know about sex when they're like five years old. They don't need to know you suck your guy, your boyfriend's dick. They don't need to know you <coughs> fuck your wife. They don't need to know these things, man. They don't need. Why are you teaching kids that? Well, why do you want to teach children that? I'll tell I you why they want to teach it. They want everybody. Well, they're trying to make everybody, um, everybody like all non-binary and focused on all that kind of nonsense, uh, so that they're they're distracted. And then Russia can invade and, and take us over. Well, so the argument is, ignoring that, the argument they put forward is, oh, well, like, there's children. Russia started this stuff in the 80s. 
They seeded but, all this in in institutions like um, like university campuses and stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been but a long see- term. It's like a culture, so long term culture. Part of their thing, what they what they do with the Belarusian border and Poland and all that. That's another way. Yeah, another another way. Yeah, Syria, like Russia, got involved in Syria to send uh, millions of Syrian refugees to Europe, um, to you know destabilize the um, destabilize Europe. And is this and and where where have you? I know the the thing about the refugees. And it, and it worked I wasn't with aware about the institutions and 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 all that. Yeah, where where, where have you got that from? Uh, Darius showed me a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, but it's very convincing. Can you show me, Darius, as well? I'll, I'll have a look for it. But here's the thing: they say, "Oh, but we got fifty percent." There's children who come from gay families or whatever. All you have to say is, "Look." Uh, you have a mummy and daddy. He has two daddies. She has two mummies, or whatever it, the combination yeah. may be. They don't need to learn about sex, changing their gender. Any kid who said, oh, "I'm a trans kid," and they're five year old, five years old, has Where are they been getting that educa- from? exact educated and groomed into saying that. And it's people are like, like, take a step back. So oh. it's funny now because everyone's saying, "Hey, groomer," and, was... and now all that, all that, all the work. Okay, groomer. Oh, you're just calling us pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. And also, it's the it's the whole sort of like taking the rights away from the parents. So, like in Scotland, you know, the the name, named um, guardian, named parent, uh, named uh, person bill or whatever. So it's like a state person who's responsible for the for the child rather than the parent. And uh, with all this stuff, like in the schools, they say, ah, oh, so you know, ah, oh, we noticed you you know playing with a soldier instead of a a Barbie. Um, so you know that means you might be a boy. Do you think you might be a boy? And don't tell your parents we've had this conversation. All this sort of stuff. And then they can they're like, oh, so you can be whatever gender you want at school but don't tell your parents and it's all, all this like you know don't tell the parents of number one just like kids don't need to kids like gender was never a big deal it's not ever been this thing oh my god i'm a boy that means i have to do this i'm a girl i have to do this it's never been that look at david bowie look at hulk hogan it's always been a sort of you know do whatever the fuck you want nobody mm-hmm. cares and like um so like why they're making such a big fuss and trying to force people to identify and pick like you know like different genders is just is Sinister. They're trying to weaken Western societies so that so that we can like they're weakening weakening Western society from within. Like people people don't see where you know the the threats come from, and also it feeds into it feeds into Putin. All Putin's propaganda is like look at the West with their like you know all this like rainbow stuff and the Disney stuff, and uh, Viktor Orban just like yesterday elected uh, re-elected with a increased majority in Hungary. His whole campaign was like look at. All the Western, the the West are going to come here. The EU are going to come here, and they're going to turn all your children into you know non-binary, you know trans, whatever, whatever. And Gay frogs. Man, they've <laughs> Gay got frogs. you know while it's happening, they've got a kind of. So how about we just stop? Why would we just lay off all that? You know, with the kids. Fair enough. When you get to your teenage years, whatever, whatever you want, go nuts. But like with the kids, just leave off. Leave leave the kids alone. Hey. Leave those kids alone. I have to go and get my charger for my laptop. I'll be back. Okay. Well, we had this yeah. argument in uh, in the in the group this week about uh, this dragtastic summer camp, which was got a bit heated. Yeah. But uh, so, we, what, what's your, have, you, have you seen this, Dominic? No. So uh, there's a there's a bit of a hoo ha about uh, this summer camp calling all current and future kings and queens explore self-expression and in MPOP's week-long drag-tastic summer camp led by Seattle performer Joshua Hancock. You'll investigate drag history and work together with local artists to create your own persona. You'll choose a name, explore hair, makeup techniques and develop your character and stage presence. At the end of the week, celebrate your new drag persona with a private showcase. Oh, God. Well, I don't see... I, like This see, is for, this is for uh, kids aged uh, 12 to 18. 
in America. 12-year-olds. To 18-year-olds. 12-year-olds getting set. Like, all these, like, liberal parents trying to do the dinner party one-upmanship by sending their eight-year-old in this fucking drag camp. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't see... I personally don't see an issue with it at that age. I think at the age of 12... 12. At 12, 30... Because 12 to 18. Ah, yeah. uh, can we give the... Can we give them guns? Give the, them guns. It's America. They've Teach already them got them. Yeah, but, like, you know, like, eh. can't we do that instead of, like, all this... Like, you know what I mean? There's, I, but, um, like, but also, I not every kid... fairy... In yeah. our Lanthic, when I was seven years old. Look how you and, turned out. And it's, okay, I don't maybe think it's done are, any too, do too much damage. <laughs> well, I went to an all-boys school, and when we did plays, that all the younger kids would play women, and the older kids would play the blokes, and that's how it worked in Shakespeare's That day. is the most British private school thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but that's, how, I mean. that's how Shakespeare I, plays I work. Say, all the women were played by young boys, because yeah. uh, women weren't allowed on the stage. Weren't, they weren't good reason. at acting. And uh, that was Charles II who brought that in with his French ways. And um, but but yeah, until that point, the little boys would play the women, and and the um, but so I, I think I approve of this. I if the kids are younger. I, I, <laughs> 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 it's the twelve eighteen to thing. They should be yeah. prepubescent if they're yeah. going to do it. Well, I don't. I don't. It's see fun issue. when you're a kid dressing up. Yeah, I used to put my mum's clothes on when I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but like every do- Halloween or whatever, you know what I mean? Or you you just want to dance in the pub for some money? But like this is sort of, <laughs> this is more this is more sinister because they've got like creepy. Why is this sinister? Creepy Democrats. Like with they've got like. Would you uh, rather? Would you rather Trump did his own one? Like this? That would be even weirder. To if, touch their. No, I think penises. I think I think you've got to you've got to understand that not every kid is like has a gunsmith as a dad. Do you know what I mean? Like you you know you it's, people are into different things, and there's kids here who probably w- would love this, and there are other kids who don't want to do this and don't have to do this. I think it just feeds into the whole narrative that the West is uh, you know, yeah, sort of yeah, decadent. Yeah. So, Darius, come on, you were very vocal in the I chat. Think, How come you're not I saying anything? Did you take your fucking I'm, medicine? I'm waiting for a pause so I can fucking have a chance to speak. My opinion is that drag is an adult uh, entertainment kind of form and it should be left for adults. I, I, I also think, I agree with Dominic and I know what you're saying, oh, it's, some kids like dressing up as girls and it's fun. That's fine. That's acting and that's something. But drag is a different kind of thing. Drag is very much, uh, it's, an, it's in clubs and it's, it's, it originates. It's no longer just in clubs though. It's, it's mainstream now. And it's mainstream in the same way that, uh, like, like, like you said, And comedy. Darius, what do you think of the Azov Battalion? <laughs> they, what not, if they had a drag? I'm trying to get Darius angry. Um, I don't know. I just think the drag. Uh, personally, I think drag is a bit like it should be. It's an adult entertainment. Just leave it for adults. Why? Do yeah, you and I think get, there's part of it. Why do you want to dress up a Mooch? Why do you? Why do yeah. you personally want to dress up a twelve-year-old boy prepubescent, make him dress as a woman, then put high wig on and put all his makeup on? Why do you? And then have him dance and, to its raining. And doing men. this away in a like, in a. In a camp in the woods with like you know a bunch yeah. of Hillary Clinton voters, uh, I, I think all getting if, if the kid erections. Want, if, if the kid is into that stuff, let him fucking be sort of RuPaul for the week. No, yeah. Uh, what? So just just like if the kid is if the kid is inclined to, and that's what he likes, and you've got to understand that like kids are into vastly different shit to what you were when you were a kid because you only had one channel and a rock. Like these these kids have got the internet and they they've got vast. A, a bit, a more broader range of interests, and you know, people uh, who 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 may be into this sort of stuff were weren't exposed to it. Now they are, and this is why you've got things like this. And at the age of twelve to eighteen, I don't think it's a big deal. I think from the age of like eighteen onwards, absolutely, absolutely fine. Once you're, you know, so what? Once you, you're you can't, you can't, you can't do dancing. 
No. When you're when you're twelve, oh boy, dancing. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Prancing like a tit. Are oh you, my um, god! Have you, you seen Billy Elliot? He's Scottish. <laughs> he's not Scottish in Billy Elliot. You know, from Newcastle or something. Close but same kind of thing. But the dad, so like the dad's like uh, a hero who stops his son being a. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I haven't thing. watched the films. So I, I haven't watched. All, I've watched half of it. But the dad was like this hero stopping his son from <laughs> prancing about like a tit. Have you um are you pro gun? Should we have guns legal in the UK? They are mandatory. The guns are legal. They should be mandatory. You can get a gun quite easily. Yeah, Mooch got a gun. I or didn't. You... I was going to, but well, I if got you can't magic get them easily, instead. why are the kids who are all going around stabbing each other? Why can't why are they shooting each other? Because uh, they're quite expensive still. And also, it's a it's a worse crime if you start if you shoot someone. Uh, the really smart kids are getting these um, devil dogs and getting them to bite each other. Oh, oh what, just just uh, big big pit bulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, then you you face barely any. I mean, if it, if anything, the the dog faces the worst that it gets put down or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'd, how do they stop the pit bull just from biting an ordinary person? Well, it's the thing they're not that reliable. I had somebody try and set a pit bull on me, and the pit bull just sat there like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, that, why did they try and set it on you? You said something. Well, I, got let, bus, <laughs> I got off a bus. I got off the bus. At he was Hall, at a drag show. Holy road, kids. <laughs> Yeah, why are the kids in a drag show, like eight years old, getting money thrown at them? Like Jesus, I, 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 sometimes I wonder what, like, what limit we're gonna have in society. Like, I think the you know the Rotherham grooming gangs that was that was just a warm up for what mainstream public education is gonna be like. But um, I was getting off a bus uh, in in Holloway, and uh, there's a guy got off with a dog next to me, and I like got off, and he's going this way, I'm going that way. So I just stood and waited for him to walk past me. He spat in my face. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I put, I, I was, man, he's, I was like, he spat, and I took my head. Like, you spat in my fucking face, you fucking cunt! I'm gonna rip your fucking face off. And uh, the guy got a, got a fright because he didn't know I was Scottish, and uh, <laughs> he had like bags of shopping. He had this uh, pit bull thing in, in it. your face on purpose. Yeah, yeah, deliberately spat in my face. He Why? must have thought I should have got out of his way or something. But I just stood and waited for him to walk around. I wasn't doing anything wrong, but he must have yeah. thought I should have got out of his way. Um, and yeah, Maybe so he's seen your comedy. So <laughs> uh, I think this might have been before I did comedy. But um, but yeah, this, this is quite quite a while ago. Like, man, you never get any hassle in London these days. But um, yeah, like then he, he said to the dog, he's like, get him, get him. And the dog's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I chased the guy up the street, like chased him uh, <laughs> uh, all the way up, and he got he got round the corner, and um, I chased him into this like housing estate bit, and he got the fucking chain off the dog. And then he comes back at me like whipping at me with this chain, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not losing an eye over this." So I ran back down the way, and then so he chased me back down the street. So we went, we it's ran like past a, the same people. We ran past the same people on the way up and on the way down. So then Leo but, yeah. jumped on his 150cc Yamaha and drove <laughs> I think that was when I had that moped, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh. Around about the same time. It was when I was young. Younger. Young, dumb and full of cum. <laughs> now I'm just full of going cum. After, going after Bruce Wayne's ex. Bruce Wayne? Bat hey? Batman. When you Why were Bruce dating the Batman woman. Bruce uh, Wayne is Batman. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't dating her. Well, whatever. It was a, it was a I'm Spunk Brothers with the uh, original That's Batman. Who's your most the, famous mm. spunk brother, Dominic? Highbrow. <laughs> He's your tunnel brother. I think is probably a better word. 
what the person who I've shared a vagina with. Yeah. Is that what yeah. that means? Not, not well, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There's the clip. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, Ooh, really? Jack Nicholson? Uh, yeah. Fucking hell. Here's Johnny. <laughs> That's almost as good as my John Major one. You, what? <laughs> you, you're Spunk Brothers with John Major. Well, obviously not. Oh no, you could be. <laughs> that, that would be a story. Just like who was it? He was a bit yeah. of a play. He he had sex with Edwina Curry. Yeah. Did he not? He's, he's, the, he's, he's the last. So when it died. The only prime minister who didn't go to university. Yeah, I think. Uh, I know he didn't go to university. Yeah, I think he's, he's the last he's one. one. Well, one one of the only. I think. And he yeah. ran away Boris from the Johnson circus. Didn't go to university. Did he? Who? Yeah, Boris did. Yeah, I'm being stupid. All right. <laughs> um, the. So did you have to, did Darius have sex with Edwina Curry? That's what he says. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Unless that's a crime, and then I didn't. <laughs> and that's why there's that salmonella scare because it made her think about eggs. No, it's because of the mad cow disease. <laughs> BSC. I was around. What else bit, has been happening this extra. week? Uh, true appeals court orders Oblerian College to pay twenty-five million dollars to local bakery. Uh, it's accused of being racist. Yeah. Well, this might this might interest you, uh, Leo. So, yeah, so two, stu- two students went into the bakery, got caught shoplifting. They happened yeah. to be black, so the the bakery was like, "Listen, we're going to do you for shoplifting." Then the university yeah. said, "Oh, you're picking us, picking on our students out of racism." So they were actually shoplifting. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> accused them of being racist. Started a whole campaign. The on university the did. Yeah, well, I the think university. students. No, it student... was the university joined in. The students started. Yeah, the, the university joined in, but the students started. Well, anyway, so then, then they accused this... this bakery of racism, and uh, they've lost now, and they owe the bakery $25 million. So $31 million. Because the get fees as well, $6 million. Corrin. Make some uh, money. Victoria Corrin. Yeah, whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she's good at poker, but, but according to the YouTube users, none of the other poker players like her. <laughs> because she's because they just rely on poker, but she's got loads of other ways to make money. So that like being they, rich, yeah. So they scrabble to make money. Is she a limited company. Probably. I'm sure she is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Rachel Corrin, Victoria Corrin? Victoria Corrin. I've never met her. No. I mean, I've seen her on the telly once or twice. We've asked and, her to um, do the podcast. I do. I've got. I tell you, I I know a guy who's very good at poker. He's from Lithuania, called Tony Guoga. I'd like to see. He apparently, does this thing where he goes really, really quiet, and then just at the moment when you're about to make a decision, he'll kick you under the table <laughs> and uh, and make noises. But but is anyone here any good at poker? No. Nah, I, I played am. it a few times, but it's one of those things that takes all night, man. It goes on forever. Not when I'm playing, because Mooch goes all in all the time. <laughs> uh, should we have a poker tournament? Like, should we do that? Should we maybe that's something we could do for the Patreon or locals? Um, that they might find interesting. Yeah. An online yeah. poker tournament. You could film it in here. You got you yeah. because you can film the the the, the uh, hands with mm. the cameras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've never found gambling that much fun. No, but we could drink. Yeah. And take. I want to have yeah, an accumulator on a horse come in. First, second, third. Yeah. Five pound bet into two hundred quid. Yeah. And that moment when the horse is all alive, it was like three yards before the line, they all got into the right um formation. Formation and went over the line and I was one of the biggest highs I've ever felt. I really was, right. Like, I, 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 I wasn't expect I don't get off on gambling, but yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I've tried like 
heroin crack cocaine cocktails and that was better right right no so way I, I probably went, about the same well yeah i mean i guess the thing with gambling is like you've got to it's got to happen whereas if you buy some crack you know you're smoking it maybe it was just so unexpected. Yeah. But my dad's big into gambling. He doesn't doesn't gamble a lot of money, but he really he studies it. And he actually makes money on, okay. on what he gambles, and he studies it really hard. Nan used to make money on it as well. She knew all the horses yeah. and money, but, but she'd like what penny, should, penny gambling. Right. What should we invest in then, uh, Dominic? What should the Three Speech Podcast listeners realistically invest in to make some goddamn cash, some hot money? Apart from our Patreon. Tin and copper. Tin and copper. Yeah. How do, we, how, how do we go and buy tin so and just copper? Steal, like? So we need to steal copper. So you, well, you invest in a company that gets it. So BHP Billiton, Rio Tinto, something like that, that digs this stuff out the ground like and, and develop. That's a good way to sort of like... Oh, and oh, also your Dominic, sort of spread. tell us exactly what we... Step by step, you must do this to get this. Well, there's, Rio Tinto there's, loads, there's loads of... If you want to do it, you can either buy the metal itself, so you can be a little bit mental and go down the scrapyard and buy the metal. <laughs> but, but, yep. or you can like, uh, you could spread bet the metal, so you could bet that the price is going to go up, or you could buy shares in a company that mines for the metal. And but in the specific case of tin, there's just a massive, massive shortage. We, you sort of think tin is like tin cans, like that tin can that's on the table. But every single semiconductor in the world contains tin because mm. they need the solder to <clears throat> conduct the electricity. And semiconductor use is going up. They need it for the electric batteries in the cars. And the amount of tin in a semiconductor got less and less because they got more efficient. But it's reached the point where they can't use any less tin if that right. So tin... Um, uh, Consumption can only grow. And How much is that ambrosia tin worth? <laughs> it's got. It comes with some custard. Five p or something. But but the there's there's been like decades of underinvestment in tin, and there's just very few companies that do it. So tin is my tip, it, and tin. followed put by it, copper. Put it back and in I, the middle. I invested piece. in uranium. Oh, I think you'll do fine with that. Yeah, it's already doubled. Yeah, well done. Which company? A chemical. Okay, brilliant. Well done. Like yeah, um, no, the uh, go. Nico's going mad right now. Yeah, uranium's going to go up. They, they, at the moment, it's all about hard assets and things like uranium oil, because we've been too dependent for too long on dodgy countries, and everyone's going to well, reassess their strategic positions. And yeah, the and, thing that pisses me off. So I invested in oil companies when it was in oil was in a trough. And like then, oil went in more of a trough because everybody was like, "Oh, we've got to listen to Greta Thunberg for some reason," and like we're going to pretend that we don't. All these cars that run on oil aren't going to run on oil, so nobody was developing any oil or anything. And uh, then like the Ukraine crisis and stuff, so like now the price of oil has spiked and it's like it's shot up. And still, my oil shares aren't. And, and they're the ones. Uh, Which ones are they? Tullow, uh, Rock oh, yeah. Hopper, so Falklands, uh, Africa, Falklands oil and gas. Um, oh, yeah, okay. and also BP, which is sort of you know global. Yeah, um, BP and Shell are rubbish. So a, they've been infected with woke. Yeah. And the other problem is, you know, they're all making out their green energy companies. No, you're not. You make oil and just be, be proud of the fact that you make oil and do the and oil. Remind people what oil has made possible for mankind. Yeah. You never hear that side of the thing. It's because of oil that we have the life we have. Yeah. And those companies should be promoting the product in that way, and they yeah. don't. But anyway, the oil price goes up, and BP and Shell never do by the same extent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So and which oil company should I invest in? Probably 
the the best overall sectors probably the Canadian ones, all the Canadian tar sands projects, because they they their cost of production is very high, but when the oil's high, like let's say their cost of production is fifty dollars a barrel and oil sixty dollars a barrel. Yeah. Uh, so they make ten pounds a ba- ten dollars a barrel. The oil price only needs to go from sixty to seventy for the for the Return profits of that company to double, if that makes oh, sense. So yeah. the, the high ones with high production costs. Uh, and those why does why does it only need to go twenty dollars to make their company double in price then? Because, because their profits were ten dollars, so if the oil so price goes up ten dollars, you're looking at the margin. And also, yeah. the American government has uh, set a price of $80 for uh, reopening. So anybody who reopens um, uh, fracking or, or tar sands or whatever in North America, the American government guarantees a price of 80 Have $80. they done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oil could go back to $20 and they'd still get $80? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like a that's just a loss-free... But if oil goes to $200, they can charge $200 for their bank. I'm not sure if it's like... I'm not sure the exact... How, how it exactly works. If they, if they like have to buy in a contract and a futures okay. contract. That's Biden's another thing, like the, the oil... The, not having that pipeline. No. Ener- energy... Um, oh, yeah, totally. That was the first, thing, the first day in office. Dumbest thing he could have done. Kills that Keystone pipeline. Yeah, absolutely, the, absolutely ridiculous. the American Indian one? Uh, yeah, I think so. It went from Canada down to, down to the Gulf, did it? Somewhere like that, yeah. Why and did he kill it? Woke. Yeah. Oil is trying oil to undo is bad. everything Trump did. Great. Yeah. Days. And it was linked to Trump and stuff. I think it was, uh, th- there was some concerns over some water and also some Native American land or something like that. It was environmental reasons that yeah. they did it, but they just need to get over it. Yeah. And obviously, the environmental like um, regulations are tighter in Europe and in America than they are in Russia. Like the oil that's being like got out of the ground in Russia is going to be hugely environmentally. We may as well do it here and do it better, yeah. do it to a higher standard. Because the more sophisticated human beings get, the better we get at consuming energy. We mm. consume more energy, but we also consume it better in a cleaner way. Like if you look at how a Stone Age man would would light, you know, catch an animal, he'd light the whole fire, you know, set the whole forest on fire in order to drive the animal into the hole. Yeah. And look at the environmental damage and the waste there. We're much better at, you know, now we farm the animal. Or I do still whatever. do it. That way, yeah. I still get, I get yeah. down Regent's so Park. Just fun. That's That's wasteful Pools. and better. And <laughs> yeah, whole, a nice pit, a nice pit full of women. And the whole, the whole um, climate change argument. It's like the the IPCC or whatever they're called had their thing about climate change just this week. They've said again for about the eighty fifth time. It's yeah. now or never. Yeah, it's been never, never for a long time. As long as I can remember, the world's been about to end. But they, well, it's mental. Yeah, but anyway, so they set their thing, and that the. That organization it exists to spread BS about climate change in order to fund itself, and so they all get salaried. Mm. The exact same opposite should apply to BP and Shell and all the oil companies. They should be spreading the narrative because it's their product that 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 justifies their existence. Mm. But in any case, the whole thing is doomed to failure because coal is the worst offender when it comes to pollution, and over fifty percent of coal is consumed in china which does not give a shit mm. about this the whole climate change arguments so you're just not you cannot win that argument and yeah. the idea that the uk which is like 
85th in the world list of coal consumers yeah. by changing its habits is going to make any difference whatsoever. It's just nonsense. So they should just forget yeah. the whole argument and work out and how to produce the stuff which we have to the highest standard possible yeah. uh, in the cleanest way possible. And everyone else can just go and do one. Yeah. Well, yeah, Paul Yower, friend of the podcast, he's done a lot of very detailed research uh, that shows that we're, we're actually, if anything, CO2 in the atmosphere is like almost dangerously low. So if it gets down to 150 parts per million, all life on Earth ceases. We can't, we can't live. Plants can't survive. It's currently above. So we, it's we need four. to burn coal to survive. Basically, yeah. Because the <laughs> well, the thank you, China. Nature is constantly sequestering carbon. If you look at the White Cliffs of Dover, if you look at all the li limestone everywhere, that's uh, that's seashells, that's sea animals that drew carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and from the sea and created shells with it, and then it's been compressed into stone. And that carbon is not going back into the atmosphere. So we used to have eight thousand parts per million of uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It went down to well before fungi saved us all. It went down to you know pretty close to 150 parts per million. Uh, then you know in the 80s, start of the 80s, it was what about 300 and 350 or something. Now we're up at about 415. So it has come up a bit. But there's a lot of benefits with having more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So we're seeing the greening of arid areas because uh, plants don't need to open their stomatas wide to to let carbon dioxide in because there's more carbon dioxide in the air. Um, and you know we're seeing crop yields going up. Um, other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get all that from the Economist? <laughs> no, the Economist would never YouTube video. Yeah, tell never the truth about. You know, they, they never say that stuff. But why are trains so expensive? Exactly, and that's another thing. Why are trains so expensive? And why is Barack Public Obama and everybody? Why is everybody like Barack capitalism. Obama? Why are they all buying houses at sea level? If sea levels are going to rise, why are they spending $45 million on a house at sea level? That's very true. Why won't you just tell me the fucking price for a train ticket? Why does it always have to guess? <laughs> like, just have a standard price. Yeah. The tube, the standard price. Why is it you just make them up as you go along? Yeah, Son and there's so many different ways. Up. And now there's these split ticketing websites where you, like, buy... A ticket and it goes like I go to Swindon every Tuesday and it goes so now I get Why like you go to Swindon uh, to do the Lotus Eaters podcast. Ah, yeah. Oh man, you should you should get on Is that. that. The Carl fun. Benjamin one. Yeah, yeah. I think I've been invited to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's they worth didn't doing. Tell me it was in bloody Swindon. Yeah. Ah, that's <laughs> that's the thing. I do. That's yeah, yeah. Leo's got a good split ticket company. You can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that split ticket. Well, they 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 they'll pay for your pay for your ticket and stuff, but um, but yes, yeah, so you got to get like a split tickets each week, and then like oh man, it's just such a it's such a pain in pain in the arse. But why I mean, don't they just have a one price and that be that? Just just a one price, and also how can it possibly be cheaper if I get a ticket to Didcot and then a ticket from Didcot to Swindon, and then you know like how can that make it cheaper? I, I'm going to the same place on the same train in the same seat. I'd, man, I think actually train train companies are some that could be nationalised, <laughs> and like because it's oh, just it's the best, uh, like like it it's like the definition of crony capitalism and like everything that's wrong with this country is public private interest where a private uh, company gets awarded a national monopoly that's yeah. like the worst situation because if you had a free market another company could come along and build a train line next to the existing train line and they could all compete and the one who builds the best train line at the lowest prices would win yeah. but that's not possible and so it all for it, it the whole thing it's almost better to be nationalised, but I speak as one who remembers nationalised trains in the 70s, but and they were good. crap. Right. They well, were cheap. Well, they're rubbish now. Well, at least they're cheap. They were, they were cheap, but they were never on time. I don't, yeah, I don't, well, I don't care about it being on time. Well, I, want it, I want it to be cheap. and never on time. Well, that's true. They were, uh, also, they, believe me, they were worse than they are now. Yeah, but the trains now, the money goes to 
to the Italian government. It's half of its owned by flipping the Italian government. And the well, French they make government. really good trains in Italy, and the French do. Why can't they? Why make are you racist stuff? against Italians, Darius? Why don't you want because the they, because, because they <laughs> because they charge too much for the train tickets? Yeah, that's why. Also, it's complicated like it. buying them online. I like I like it is complicated. I like Italians. So, to get rich, we should buy uh, mining stocks. Oh, look, copper. To be honest, you should have bought mining stocks about five, six years ago when I yep. bought them because they're super, super cheap. They're on, this yeah. is the thing. Industries like mining are cyclical, so they'll have troughs. Yeah. And not, if you, they're not cheap anymore, but they're still, they're, they're still, still good. They're still going man, I bought them. I bought them, and they were so cheap. Rio Tinto, BHP, Billiton, and yeah, and also they pay a dividend every year. They, do. they pay a dividend, and the dividend is like it's 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 like way better than you get in a bank account. And also, There's you a can stock that's listing on the FTSE, I think next week called First Tin, and if you can buy that around thirty p, that's my tip. First Tin at thirty p. There you go. It's running in the Grand National. And its ticker <laughs> yeah. symbol is 1SN, because SN is the chemical symbol for tin. That's like 3SP. There should yeah. be a com- there should be a company called 3SP, listen, and we buy shares in that. Yeah, I'm not sure it'll be going. I'm not sure 30p will be exactly what we'll, we'll trade at. And also you can <laughs> buy, you can have your uh, share trading account in an ISA wrapper, so then it's exempt from all taxation. Yeah, we'll buy Bitcoin. Until they come for it, which they will eventually. They won't. Never. They won't touch our ISAs. They promised. They'll never they'll touch change. my Acer! They'll be, they'll be an emergency and they'll come for them. Really? I think so. I, I can't imagine they're... Be, when, when's there be, been an emergency? Be cli- <laughs> well, you know, there'll be a climate emergency or there'll be some kind of... Oh, so Israel. ...pandemic or something. <laughs> they'll declare an emergency. Yeah. Or there'll be a war or something and they'll have they'll have some reason and they'll These come mother- for them. So what can I do to, like, then I, I have to buy... Just, you just have to hold it. Actual, buy actual gold. Yeah, you could do. No, buy tin. He's just told you buy. But that's a company that mines tin. Yeah, or tin. I'm gonna buy lumps of gold and put it under the house. They need. There's a few. I think there's like (laughs) nine hundred (laughs) eighty-four. I can't remember. There's something like a thousand ISA millionaires. Right. And by when when that number's like a hundred thousand, which it will be because of inflation and everything else, they'll come for the ISA money. Man, they're already stealing my money with inflation. I know. Quantitative easing, the biggest theft. Steals money. Taxation without legislation. Yeah, Darius, why aren't you angry this week? Uh, I'm just, I'm just listening. I'm actually. This is an interesting conversation, mostly when Dominic's talking about stuff. Yeah, when Dominic's talking, it's very quite interesting. (laughs) Well, I already know all your theories. I don't know about. (laughs) I heard that um, now is a good time to to move your savings and get and leverage it on debt, so to take out like, you know. Thing and pay off your credit card in a in a long over a long term at, at the same price or a mortgage because uh your you know your money and will be worth the same instead of going down well i think interest rates are going to have to go did up ex- at some did point soon they have to yeah because yeah, if it's not a, if it's a fixed fixed rate so is that what you're saying at 0.75 percent at the minute inflation official inflation is whatever it is seven percent but real inflation is above ten percent yeah house prices are up ten percent why don't they include house prices in the inflation measures yeah because you have to live in a house you are losing of course you do i mean it's like basic but so you are losing ten percent like the the there's if your if your salary is 100 pounds a week that you're losing ten percent of that a year so effectively your salary is 90 pounds a week next yeah year. and if you've got money in the bank you've been saving up all that money's getting stolen off you by the government every time they so print a new pound so when co- with quantitative easing they printed nearly a trillion pounds so since why are you pro the economist the economist doesn't say this shit the economist so where should isn't you like put a massive your 90 pounds dominic he loves quantitative easing 
Well, they, they used to when we were in a, a period of constant expansion and oh, low. Changed its tone. I think it has changed its tone in quantitative oh, okay. easing. Um, the um, uh, tin and copper are in it, but as as Leo says, it's it is cyclical, and I don't think you can go wrong with Bitcoin, which you there can you spend easily. Doesn't pay Bitcoin a dividend. <laughs> no in, no intrinsic you value. Huh? Have you not got any. It's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like I've got, he's got I think I've got eight pound fifty worth of Bitcoin. Let's see how much Bitcoin it's worth. It's tech for right wing people, Leo. Yeah, 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 but I missed it's the right boat in there. You know you haven't. You haven't. You haven't. You haven't. Oh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just buy Grand's worth or something. I've got buy, how how, how do they week. buy it? Dominic, how do you buy the Bitcoin? Using what? You could buy an exchange. Uh, yeah, yeah, buy an exchange. Go to Bitstamp or Coin Coin Coinbase or any of them. Like Coinbase is rubbish. Coinbase is probably the biggest and safest. We should get Thor Holt on. Yes. And he'll tell, he's a, he's a Bitcoin expert. I think he got like a bunch of Bitcoin back in the day. We'll get what, Thor Holt on. Is he Holt the comedian? Four? No, he, well, he did. He did. No, he tried. He did try. He's tried comedy up in Aberdeen. I wrote the book on Leo, on Bitcoin Leo. I'm, like, I'm literally like the owner of Bitcoin OG. Don't listen to uh, him. Thor like <laughs> we'll emails Thor me and asks me stuff to tell him. Oh, know? really? Yeah. Like I know more about it than pretty much anyone. <laughs> <laughs> How much Bitcoin have you got, Dominic? Mind your own business. How much? How you always, have you got you never ask that. You just ask if you've got some. You never. How ask much do you much. weigh? Eighty-six kilos, which is six kilos. Eighty-six. Bitcoin. Do you have more Bitcoin <laughs> than you weigh? <laughs> Clever question. Um, How fat would you that. be if you were weighed in Bitcoin? <laughs> On a scale of would, one would, to Sophie Hagen. Would, would you be? Would you be fabulously beautiful, or wretchedly ugly? Wretchedly yeah. ugly being zero. Would you, how brave beautiful. would you be? How brave yeah, how would brave. you be? <laughs> how brave would you be? How um, how many Adidas adverts would they make of you saying impossible <laughs> is nothing? <laughs> Keep uh, coming, would, you be, would you star? <laughs> would you star in an Adidas advert? Would you be that? Would you be that brave? Uh, I don't even know what he's asking anymore. No, but <laughs> seen these Adidas I think adverts I would because they'd make me look uh, good. It's a big I mean, show the, show the Adidas advert so they can get a they can get a, a visual. So they understand the joke. <laughs> so they understand the joke. So they get a visual impression of what I mean. The Adidas advert featuring the body positive person. Oh, I've noticed that. I did voices for Adidas ads back in the day, back in the nineties. Oh, really? How do you do voices? Adidas and Reebok. Oh really? Yeah. Rival brands. Yeah. The, what was it? I am. I am impossible. Impossible is nothing. Just put added as fat chick. I've got. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's loads coming up. Yeah. Uh, I am possible. Here we go. Your dad's in the crowd. The game's on TV, and you're marking Ryan Giggs. <laughs> Should have worn your Reeboks. <laughs> was that you? That was the ad? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, wasn't marking Ryan Giggs. That's not true. This lady is possible. But I imagine she's impossible. Oh, my God. Is that Addison? Addison? What are they thinking? <laughs> How is that going to appeal to aspirational young kids? I don't know. Everybody aspires to be fat now. They're trying oh to get God. the uh, get your bank they're balance on They're not selling, screen. like, beauty soap to middle-aged women. They're mm. trying to appeal to sporty blokes in their teenage years. But yeah. I suppose these are the people who should be getting into sport. When you oh. look at it that way, I think that's, that's what, a good point. what they're doing. You know, it's like, listen, yeah. we don't need someone with a six pack on here. They've yeah. done the work. Let's get 
Tubby McGee over right. here. Yeah. Two to, sons to, both obsessed with training shoes, and they're not going to buy training shoes as a result of seeing that advert. They're not. They're not going for their target market. It suggests no. the training shoes have a lot of support. <laughs> Carry a lot of. <laughs> Guys, it, I, has anyone I, read the Nike book? Sorry, the Nike book. The, auto, the, the autobiography of the bloke who started Nike. No, I supposed to be really, really good. I right, one of you. Well, might that's read good. It. No. Just do it. Anyway, read it. Have you got that, anything that to plug? A good anecdote. Yeah, I do. Yes. Can I plug, plug something? So I've I've got a Substack newsletter which is free, um, unless you go for the paid option, in which case you have to pay for it. But um, I've got loads of loads of um, uh, material on there, including special tips on tin, copper, gold, and this weekend Bitcoin. <laughs> do one on Bitcoin, especially for you, Leo.Eah. I've seen that. I've seen that Frisbee.substack.com. Yeah, I've seen it. Frisbee.substack.com. Anything, yeah. anything to plug, Leo? Uh, no, just my YouTube. Go to my YouTube. I just did a video about Victoria Corrin. Uh, just a big, it's very funny, actually. I showed it to my mum, and uh, there was one bit where I actually snorted and a bit of booger came out. <laughs> <laughs> there was hey, one bit. Is that the, was... the bum holes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, was it? Was it that bit? Or... All right. I can't remember. There was, one, there was one bit I was just like, oh, yeah, it was hilarious. Right. Thank you. Uh, I'm coming to Birmingham uh, this Saturday, so this might be out just in time. Other than that, nothing really to promote. Are you doing Daryl's gig? I'm doing, yeah, just a tonic Birmingham. And then I'm in. I'm How in much London is that paying these days? Like 150 I think. quid or something. Oh, it might be, it might be. Well, I don't know. I haven't looked. I got one. Might be I got, yeah, I got, I got two, 240. <laughs> oh, uh, I, got, two. I, got, I got 300 for it. It's the inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how come infl inflation doesn't ever affect comedy gigs? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, so the rates are low. Like in the, when you were doing Jonglers, yeah. um, this isn't me slagging off Daryl, by the way, but when you did Jonglers Birmingham in uh, the early noughties, you get 250 quid. Yeah. Now it's like 150. It's the same yeah. room, same gig. Yeah, yeah. You've said that you've had this conversation a few times. I'm, I'm no, I don't yeah. think we have. I don't think <laughs> we have. It's we like the one thing where salaries have gone Darryl's, down. Daryl's one of the few promoters who still books me, so I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I said I'm not slagging Daryl because Daryl, Daryl's obviously looked at all the numbers. Yeah, and he, he can he can only make money. Those gigs can only exist with pay at that rate. I, I wasn't slagging Daryl off. I'm just making the comparison to of how much less gigs pay than they did. Yeah. Do you think comedy's getting in a better state though, or do you think do you think how how has recessions affected comedy before? Well, the 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 this the old um, what's the word? The cliche is that comedians laugh all the way to the bank during a recession. So the 1930s depression, for example, saw the rise of silent comedy, golden age of silent comedy. 1970s was the golden age of British sitcoms and comedy. Uh, but then they all got cancelled in the 80s by Ben Elton and all that lot in the first can the first cancel wave. But so in theory, um, I don't think we are in a depression at the minute or a recession. But the the logic is people need to laugh more yeah. when times are hard. But I think disposable income is going to be going down with that's, the that's a far cost of living. Yeah. That's definitely... But comedy is a cheap I'm, night out. Not, 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 I, I think attendance in comedy clubs is lower now than it was six months ago. Oh, really? I think because there was a bit of relief 
yeah. six months ago were let out for the first time. Uh, yes, I might be wrong. Yes and no. Gigs, <laughs> no. Yes and no. I think it's it's kind of there was definitely a surge when there was a relief and it was kind of one of the first few things yeah. we were able to go out to. But then when people were allowed to go to festivals and nightclubs and stuff like that that's received a surge or it received a surge in ticket buyers yeah. and people forgot about their tickets and there was a lot of no-shows. Right. So really, really weird time. But I think it's, I, as a someone who runs a comedy club now, it's kind of, it's we're, we're in a better position now than we were six months ago. For sure. I'll tell you a big problem that live comedy's got is... Like, White people. No, <laughs> that's, that's an asset. In the 90s, there was no stand-up comedy on the telly. Uh, yeah. after about maybe 97 or 98 or there was hardly any and, until Michael McIntyre came along in whenever that was mm, 2005, yeah. 2006 so the only place you could see stand up was was to go to clubs and there was just this huge build up of fantastic acts and there was more and more and more of them you know going up against the dam of then being none on telly then suddenly Live at the Apollo happened and suddenly all those acts got on Live at the Apollo and loads and loads of viral videos brilliant 20 minutes acts and a lot of those guys you know did really well and the problem with now is that there's so much stand up on the telly and it's so bad mm. <laughs> it's just like you watch live at the apollo and you're like this is like an open mic night it's just awful it's just like how are you serious are you seriously doing this on television yeah. you know and it's name, like name, you know, name, i know name, you're name. looking i'm not gonna name names somebody will come on stage and they'll go oh i know what you're thinking you think i look like this that and the other and you're like no i don't i never thought that for a second you're just literally projecting on that on me and now doing a joke about it it's a whole that's how straw men work and so the whole thing is just so shit and and <laughs> it and so like almost dishonest it, because it's not even about anything and it's like the worst possible advert for stand up comedy and then you see there's so many brilliant acts on the circuit you don't get a sniff of telly and and you're like you're losing work because the people that are getting on the telly are so shit. People are watching it going, oh, fuck, I don't like stand-up comedy. I'm not going to that. And so it's actually, whereas before, when Michael McIntyre came th through, it was like a good advert for it. And now it's just like a bad advert. Mm. Well, I think one other thing you have to really hammer home is that stand-up comedy is meant to be enjoyed in a small room. You know, it, it's mm. so much, much better when there's an atmosphere there. And it, it, even, even the best, you know, you, you can watch a, a Chappelle... Uh, or a Bill Burr or, or a Leo Kurs uh, YouTube video, and you, you'll chuckle a bit, but you won't ever laugh at the same amount as you would if you were in a comedy club. No, yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it, it it's absolutely 100% for sure. I mean, I feel I can't stand stand-up comedy sometimes. Well, and also... But, but most of the time, like, Aideen's always listening. She's watching every... This is my other half. And she's always watching all the other acts and working out what they're doing. And she's a real student. And she goes, this guy's doing this and deconstructs all his jokes. And I just hear it. Like, I'll be walking through the room or something when she's watching and I hear it. And I just go, oh, fucking hell, this is just awful. How can you <laughs> listen to it? How can it even exist? How can somebody not only have written that, but then keep repeating such inane shit it's, it's awful <laughs> uh, tell us how you really feel though <laughs> because they don't really say I mean if you look at the people who've really blown up and got big Mo Gilligan uh, Adam Rowe Paul Smith and these are people who've made it on their own through social media through direct connection with their audience Mo Gilligan had a good agent as well yeah yeah I guess yeah but yeah but Adam Rowe man um, that guy Paul Smith like sure, you know sure. They weren't. They weren't getting picked up. They weren't. They weren't in London. They weren't getting picked up by the agents yeah, and stuff. They made it happen themselves. Of, sheer weight of momentum. And yeah, everything. yeah. And they. Adam's lost a lot of weight now. 
But Adam Adam relies a lot on social media. He's used social media really, really well, I think. Yeah. Mo got his break at Channel 4 and, and spiralled from there. Right. But he was unstoppable when they had to. They, like, he was so big. On Instagram and yeah, stuff. His, yeah. His, yeah okay. social, oh, so he used social media as well. His, like his social was so big that they yeah. had to. And, and he was but selling yeah, and and the, and So then what happens it, is the TV company's giving the guy the gig because they think they'll get their followers off. Yeah, off yeah the they'll YouTube. bring the audience with them. Yeah, and that's not that, that's not what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be the platform for the undiscovered guy. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the TV executive goes, well, we've got Mo Gilliming and he's got 10 million followers on Instagram and their decision to hire Mo is justified on the basis is that he's got the followers on Instagram mm. or he, they'll go, oh, he was in such and such a thing. We got him. That's why. And they justify it on that, not on the basis of their own judgment of what's actually funny. Or yeah. That. But all this woke stuff, man, I see a lot of the, obviously Netflix, like the big acts, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, you know, when they put the specials out, you know, obviously brilliant. But then the people that are given the, uh, the smaller acts, it's all this sort of Soho theatre crowd and they're just, pretty shit you know what I mean and I don't think people are watching them I don't think people are watching those specials people are watching the Bill Burr special the Chris Rock special the Dave Chappelle special they're not watching you know some like you know Lassie just gets whoops Yeah. you know what I mean ah I agree with what this person says about you know gender ideology whatever it is you know what I mean but you but all you can do is Karen doing what you two are both doing and and, uh, eventually you know they're just There'll be too much momentum and they can't stop you, Leah. In the year 2076, <laughs> me, Darius and Mooch, you know, finally break free, reach, reach escape velocity. Yeah. I remember I did, a, I did a thing on a radio show a few years ago. I mean, this is just so out bereft of... of uh, I probably shouldn't... Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it. I better not say it. It's all right. <laughs> can't, can't, it's can't all right. We've got an answer. I can't. I can't. That's yeah. really bad. Um, we, I, we've already got enough to this, bury your career. I don't worry. Need, uh, Dominic, all right. Lovely, bye lovely bye to, to meet you. Thanks, Thanks very much, Mooch. Nice to meet you. Have fun at Bitcoin Conference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I knew we'd get Darius angry eventually. Just had to get him talk, talking about Oxbridge comedy stuff. Sons of bitches. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. bye, bye. bye Cheers, bye, Darius. Bye. See you soon. See you, mate. <laughs>